0: Reclaimed Audio, upcycling and making with Reclaimed Materials.
1: Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 16, February 24th. I'd like to take a second to thank our Patreon top supporters, Stu Morrison, The Godfather, Jimmy DeResta, Izzy Swan, Luis Gonzalez, Trustin Timber, and Sean Petty. Gentlemen, how are you this evening?
0: I'm doing so well. How are you guys? I'm fantastic. Yeah, I'm good.
1: I'm good. Yeah, I I have
0: to say that I know last week I said that, you know, there were some struggles and trepidations in life, but life's really good again. I don't know if it was just the anticipation of getting to work with you guys again this week, but um, it certainly brightens my every day. I love you both. You
2: you know, I I look forward to doing these podcasts as well, um, which I find... Like interesting when I'm like, oh, it's you know, but like Saturday or Friday, so it's just like, oh man, I gotta wait till Monday before I can like hang out with my buds again, you know, and mm. uh, and then Monday I'm all like, you know, I start texting you guys in the morning I'm like, oh, what time tonight? You know, what what are we gonna do? And you know, what's our topic? And I'm like all excited about it. It's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, I'm good either way. Yeah. But, uh <laughs> I'm just kidding. I really enjoy this. <laughs>
0: Uh, Drops the, the, the mic. <laughs> Boom. What, uh,
1: what, are, what, are we, uh, what are we working on there? Bill, what are, you, what are you working on? I feel like you've had a video that you've been talking about for uh, the good part of
0: 2015. No, actually, I, I don't believe I have been talking about a video. What I've been talking about is a project that I'm just about completing, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, for my uh, Izzy Design Challenge and Ooh. I'm excited about it. It's um, uh, much less so about the design challenge itself I was challenging myself to come up with a design that I could mass-produce myself in the Bay Area because I think I've come up with something that's uh, uh, easily repeatable for me to build that mm-hmm. I can I can make look rustic or industrial or um, <laughs> retro and all of this. So I have three different looks about it, And uh, I think it'll work pretty neat out here. You know, Uh, it depends on how I put it together.
2: I'm laughing because that was my exact, like, Thought process of going into this contest for the piece that I made was something that was like like inexpensive and easy to mass produce and could have a multiple varieties of looks and whatnot. So I can't wait to see. I've already <laughs> finished mine and given Izzy my video, but I'm not going to make the video live until the contest is over. And mm. I can't wait to see what you made because if it's the same damn thing, it's going to be
0: hilarious. <laughs> well, my mine I won't say what it is. Mine is um it's a single piece of furniture, so it doesn't have multiple uses, but it can be incorporated. It can be a coffee table you can also see it as being a, a dining table a chair I mean it's <laughs> the style is what I did the, the most
2: like, I can't wait can I? I can't wait for you to see mine I always want to like pause this podcast right now just to give you a link to the video
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I'm excited because that's that's getting done and uh, if I have enough time uh, Keith decent's uh, upcycle challenge I think I can get that done really quick and that, I might do a quick video on that just to put out there. But Izzy's thing is just going to be a video for him. I'll barely make the two-minute thing as it goes. But that's what I'm working on. Um, Tim, how about you? What are you working on?
2: Uh, you know what I want to take a minute to mention is that uh, I last week I installed some shelves in Brooklyn, um, and they're about 2.2 miles from the Godfather Jimmy Duresta shop. And so I had the... The pleasure and privilege of spending the afternoon after doing my install with with Jimmy in his shop and hanging out and uh, and it was just this like fantastic experience and I know everybody out there knows who I'm talking about and they all know how awesome this guy is I can tell you firsthand he is that awesome, and uh, and so just uh, that was just like the super super cool day thanks Jimmy It it was great hanging out with you and getting to finally meet you in person unfortunately I missed David David welder he was trying to get in before I had to leave but it was getting late and I was getting parking tickets. So <laughs> I'm fighting them all though. <laughs> but uh, so I was, I was, I was working on that and an um, uh, advanced maker video is coming out of that, which I don't want to talk about, but i might post that later this week. Um, I just finished it up. It's like a little thing that that's going to be cute. And um, uh, today I was just making a quick pirate chest for my neighbor because I, uh, they did some work around my house and I promised his brother like a, like a pirate chest type thing, but uh, what else? So like metal to? banding, or uh, I might throw. I was gonna do the whole like the Duresta style, but it was like for the the amount of work they did, then the amount of work that would have taken, it wasn't gonna work out in my favor. So, <laughs> so I instead I made a just like I did like a wooden just sort of you know brad nail and glue uh, type construction out of some cedar uh, picket fence. Mm-hmm. Would because it has that nice curve to it. So I just did the arse top. You know, I made a solid box and cut it open on the table saw. And, okay. Um, and now I'm probably going to put some ornate. Like I got a cool little padlock. I didn't film it, but I'll take pictures of it and put them on Instagram. And um, I might just put some like angle iron around the corners or something, you know, just for cosmetics. You know, real quick, you could do some torch work on it. And, uh, I already did. Of, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I, I
0: forget who I'm talking to sometimes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, I used up my map gas on it already. So I had to get a new can. Just... <laughs> But the wood was all nice and gray, too, so it's really cool because it's, like, gray. And uh, actually, I put a picture up on Instagram today of one of the, when I was cutting the wood, this piece that was all curved, you know, from the, the fence pickets. That was kind of funny. And um, so it has this really nice gray look. And then I was just sort of, like, the the rough parts that I, I cut out where you could see the clear wood I burned. And then I started burning some of the gray and, you know, just to make it look natural. It looks like it's just got dug up, so...
0: Well, you know, Phil, I would I would be surprised if you were had anything going on this soon after your world travels. Uh, I'm not kidding because I mean I get tired just having to go back and forth to work, and I live four miles from my job. But uh, you got anything going on? Um,
1: I while I was away and since I've been back, I've gotten some more orders and stuff, so I'm doing that um, and some step stools, which is a nice change of pace, and I am. Probably most likely gonna get to finishing editing part three of the Rubo, Rubo Bench video. Nice. No one hold their breath on that. Uh, but I, I mean, all the footage is shot, and I just have to edit. I just the problem is that I was doing just fast mo, fast motion, which, to be honest with you, is is kind of an easy cheat when you're making one of these videos. Because mm-hmm. if you know you want to make it eight minutes long, you just keep speeding up the footage until you get to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And you don't really have to cut anything out or do any transitions. But I'm trying to do things a little bit more uh, of a pain in the ass for myself. And that means real time and transitions and cuts and all this stuff. So it takes way, way longer to do.
0: Some of us who do fast motion, and when you have 30 to 90 hours of film to go, and you <laughs> need eight minutes, it's not just a quick cheat. So just so you know. Okay. My wife is calling. Anyway... Um, so yeah, no. Uh, uh, fast motion can be easy sometimes, but sometimes it's a lot of work too. I just like to throw that out there. That's all. That's all I, I think wanted. You're doing a hell of a
1: job, Bill. A uh, hell, hell of a job. Keep it up.
0: <laughs> hell <of a> job. <laughs> Thank
1: <right>. you, Bill. <laughs> so that's what I'm working on.
2: Nice.
1: Um, yeah, and and I think Tim, you had something that you wanted to address from one of our listeners.
2: Oh yes, I wanted to mention uh, <laughs> uh, the 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 cacti. Are I, geez, I, I should I should look up his real name because I just know him as Woody Woodseeds. I forget his 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 name, but he's on uh, you know YouTube and and Twitter and whatnot as Woody Woodseeds, so <laughs> which I just think is a great name. One of our our friends in um in England, and uh, he saw my cacti video I put up a few weeks ago. He said, "I love those. Can you mail me one?" And I was like, "Make your own, dude. You know." <laughs> i do not you cactus, so he did, and he made it. He made like his own like artistic interpretation of the cacti that I made, and um, so it might be the only saguaro cactus anywhere in Europe, you know, even even a picture of one, you know. But he made it out wow. of pallet. He made it out of pallet cool. wood, and um, and he used like a battery pack LED light thing in it, and this is really cool. So you can go, you can go search that on YouTube, or maybe we can put it in the notes even. Uh, and see uh, see his video of that. It was really it was really very funny and and cool um, and and in a nice way for anybody that doesn't have a plasma cutter that may want to make their own cactus, they could follow this video and learn how to do it. Me cool. Deal. cool man. <laughs> what about? Yep.
1: I was going to say, what about what Nicholas Gomez
0: said? Oh, yeah, that, that's <laughs> kind of what I thought. Film meant, but. Um, <laughs> so I I know we have a topic this week, and we have we have a, no a, topic. A, we have a listener that that if we read and understand the question, it might segue really nice into the topic. So Tim, would it be all right if you go ahead and um, fill us in on that? <laughs> I can't uh,
2: believe I can't believe Lutz became the segue king. Oh yeah. Uh,
1: it's crazy. Okay, it's so beyond.
2: so Nicholas Gomez, uh, one of our friends on the interwebs, um, he sent us a message asking us about. Uh, He's basically, I don't have the message in front of me, but he was like, hey, you know, I want to pick up stuff off the side of the road to make stuff like you guys, but there's some kind of like, you know, less than nice neighborhoods he sees this stuff and he gets worried about bugs and bed bugs and stuff uh, when he sees this stuff. And so he's asking, you know, wh- what you could do about that um, before he picks anything up. And uh, I already responded to him via email and, uh, and it's sort of the launch pad for our episode. But basically what I told them is, like, if you're in a sketchy part of town, like, you know, like like Cracktown or whatever, and, and there's... <laughs> don't take anything that has fabric on it because, man, bed bugs are just nothing you want to deal with. Anything, I just don't. Just don't. I mean, if, you know, if you're in, like, the McMansion part of town and someone has an ad on Craigslist to put the couch out right on the curb, you know, that might be something you can check out. But in those, like, rougher neighborhoods and stuff, I would not... I would not risk it. Even in really almost in any city, I wouldn't risk it because the, the bed bug problem is rampant even in nice parts of cities. I, I'd like,
0: yeah, I'd like to point out that the two biggest things you're going to have to worry about, especially with anything fabric, is bed bugs and fleas. Fleas, fleas are, too. Fleas are a huge issue. and I mean, you can it. kill them,
2: but, but...
0: You can kill bed bugs, too, by yeah, burning. It's really home, <laughs> yeah, it's
2: really yeah, by, hard. Yeah, by burning your <laughs> house to the ground and moving out, I think is how you kill bed bugs, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but so, like I, I, you know, anything that's wood, like, yeah, sure, why not grab it? Uh, I mean, maybe maybe leave it outside overnight, you know, before you bring it into your shop, um, you know, or, or sand it outside or plant it outside, you know, just to kind of clean that top coat off. Um, I know if something... If go ahead.
0: I was going to say something you probably won't um, approve of, but what I have done, and I've, I've had to do this in my career to help disinfect certain areas, is a real weak uh, bleach solution in a spray bottle. And if you... Spray I mean it it'll, it'll it'll lighten your wood if you spray the wood um, but anything you find I mean if it's metal or whatever if you're concerned about it spritz it with some bleach water some really mild bleach water and let it sit overnight like you said and that'll help a lot but
2: Absolutely I tend to go more like a power washer type thing or something sketchy and cuz I'm not a huge fan of bleach but yeah bleach yeah, is absolutely know. the best way to the best way to do that you know um yeah, but with wood, I wouldn't worry too much if it's wet or it's like a, like wet mush wood or particle board. I mean, I, you don't want that, anyways. You know? Yeah, you don't want particle board at all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just pointless. But um, but, so, but that sort of that's to, that answers his question of how we feel about it. But that also sort of brought us to a topic that we've had on our list as well, um, called the hunt, is what we wanted to call it, because now as people that reclaim and upcycle that means that you're not getting your, you're not going to the reclaim upcycle store necessarily, you know, or, um, you you know, or whatever (laughs) junk R us. um, So, uh, you know, we we wanted to sort of talk a little bit about how you find stuff to recycle and reclaim and upcycle.
0: I'd also like to throw it out there for anybody that's listening. Um, if, if the three of us don't cover every single possible answer to that question, maybe you all could, like, send us something. Let us know where you guys find something. Um, no, we'll, we'll cover them all. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> well, I have a list. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no, it's,
0: there's if it's not on our list, it doesn't exist, right? <laughs> right.
2: Ooh, poet. Wow, that was don't impressive. You know, yeah. Segways and poetry.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I think it's interesting that um, ever since we sort of started this and ever since I've really been working with Reclaimed, it's not just specifically like spots that I'm trying to hit up because I have a like whatever this list of places where I get stuff. It's just sort of a mind frame. It's a, I think it's a state of mind where you're always like, oh, well, that could be that. You know, that could be, well, maybe that would work there. You know, so it's constantly like I'm just constantly on the, the hunt um, by... by keeping my mind open to materials that I see that maybe could be used for something else. So like, even if it's a question of seeing something that, you know, hey, are you gonna throw that out? Oh, do you mind if I take that? You know, it's sort of that kind of mentality, I think.
0: I, I agree, I mean, that's absolutely how I do it all the time. I don't care where I'm at, I mean, I do have my favorite spots, you know, locally, but no matter where I'm at, what I'm doing, Casey knows that at any moment I could suddenly pull over (laughs)
2: <laughs> she, doesn't even ask. she' doesn't even
0: ask anymore. It's like what'd you see? What'd you find?
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's so funny. yeah <laughs> it's funny. It's um yeah you know as a, I've, I've mentioned it many times about how the, one of the things that attracts me to making in, in this art form is the limitations. And so that is one of those limitations is it's not you know if you have un- well I got that. you can make stuff into whatever. Uh, it's really like, well, now I have this what the heck am I gonna do with it? So it forces you to to really think outside the box and and you know create so that is like a big part of the hunt for me especially when I'm like not so much nowadays because now it seems like I'm just always doing stuff for other people but like when I'm trying to like you know, I feel like even if you go back earlier into my channel, I had some more exciting builds because I didn't have as many customers. So I was just making, like, crazy crap out of crazy crap, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and I still have most of it, you know. But um, but it was just, like, fun like and really exciting. And I'm trying to do more of that. And that's one of the reasons why I'm doing Patreon and whatnot now, to try and get myself back into that place, you know. You know, it's, it's, it's space has a lot to do
0: with the amount of crap that you can make crazy crap out of. Because mm-hmm. I'm even thinking, like, right now, it's like, okay, oh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, as far as this thing that I'm doing for Izzy's challenge, I, I don't know what I'm going to do with it when I'm done. You know, yeah. I, am I going to try and sell it, um, keep it, you know, because I don't really need it necessarily. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's another part of the hunt is your limitations on, on space. Because I have a habit of, like, filling up the site. I, I try to keep my house from looking like Sanford and Son. You know, Um, but yeah, I mean, how often do I see things that I want, and I just I have to ask myself, I don't have room for that, or I've already got something similar, but it's awful good stuff, you know, or who do I know? Maybe I can take it, and hopefully, I can find somebody. Maybe Aragon will come by and get it from me, you know. Mm. Uh, But yeah, it's 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 something too to think about.
2: Yeah, that's, that's a, the, the bartering and the, and the getting things in other people's hands. Like, I do have the space, but I don't have the time. You know, I mean, I could fill that barn up with stuff. All, and it's it's like I'm not actually – if it just goes into my barn and doesn't get used, I'm not actually saving it. I'm just prolonging its, like, time before it goes to the landfill, you know. And that's not doing anybody any good. Um, well, it's doing the landfill good until someone's stuck dealing with my mess I left behind after yeah. I die. You know, and, and it's all just going to get thrown out anyways. Because that's what happens all the time. That's where I get my stuff. If someone, you know, retires and moves on to a retirement home, passes on, and then they're throwing all this stuff out, you know. Um, I don't want to burden someone else with that. I'm trying to just get stuff that I can use. And and, and that is part of the hunt, though, like is that sort of thing. Like I, I just got to – one of my son's friends, um, his, his father – they're moving, the grandparents are moving into, like, his property and the grandfather, he sounds like this really amazing guy who's a maker and uh, an inventor, and um, they're shutting down his uh, his house now as they move into, a you know, an in-law apartment, and um, he invited me over into this basement. There's, like, all these old tools and wood, and they have some, there's a lot of collectibles and things are going to sell. That's, like, a huge part of the hunt for me is when just these weird connections you make with people, like... Oh, you like to make stuff? Like, yeah, well, you know, you gotta come over. I'm actually just in the process of cleaning this basement out, and there's 2,000 square foot workshop that we're gonna be, you wow. know. So that, yeah, so then I'm like, oh, this is great. But then, then there's another other part. Like, well, what am I gonna do with it all? Um, I'm one man, and I've got, you know, I got a few years in me still, but you know, uh, I don't want to just do the same thing. Th- I don't want to have Vance having to be doing what this guy's doing someday. Going, well, I got a 2,000 square foot workshop full of crap I need to get rid of. You know, thanks, Dad. So, so well, what about what?
1: flipping it? You obviously know what this stuff is worth.
2: Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm, I told the guy about is I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fl- like that. Like I just kind of did that a little bit with these tools. I'm selling everything. You know, I sold a bunch of tools that were like one-tenth of the value or not that tenth but like half the value just to get them into the hands of people using. That's what I was telling the guy, and, and he's on the same page. Like he just wants to see this stuff not get thrown away. So I was like, well, let's go. I'll help you out. Uh, I can help. Maybe I can find hands to put stuff in and this and that. Let's, you know, like facilitate it. That could be a full-time job right there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, I,
0: was, I was thinking about that. What about, you know, as part of the hunt that we become a destination? You know, if you have a, a, an overstock of materials and or tools, you know, is it worthwhile? Do you know enough people that you could actually, it's like, you know, I've, I've narrowed this down to things I know I will use, tools I absolutely need, but these items I'm not going to be able to utilize. Um, put the word out there. Maybe you become a part of the destination of somebody's hunt. To, to yeah, before it's,
2: before it's too late. That's, right.
0: That's I love bad. the idea of
1: becoming inbound rather than outbound. That's brilliant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Wouldn't that yeah. be fun?
1: That's, that's sort of like uh, the destination, so it were, but I think you have to put one foot in front of the other, and for anyone who's just starting out, who's like where I am or maybe even sooner, um, you know, I guess the first easy thing to cross off the list, of course, is the pallets. You know, I mean, where do you get them? You get them anywhere pallets, you know, you can. You yeah. ask for permission. I mean, that's sort of the, the easiest thing. And Craigslist. I think yeah. I mean, curbsides, you know, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. But then as you start to work with it and you start to feel frustrated by some of the limitations, then you sort of, I guess, graduate onto the next level of, I don't know, Hardwood that's being reclaimed from building sites, or you know whatever that kind of stuff is, or or even you get to this uh, this you know uh, Shangri-La situation of uh, getting people to call you and say, hey, I got all kinds of awesome stuff. Do you want it?
2: Right. Mm, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but
1: <laughs> no, but yeah, it it's not nice enough.
2: Yeah, another source,
0: or maybe something that people don't often realize, especially when they're first starting, because the first thing we do think of is either pallets and or Reclaimed lumber, specifically, but a lot of good material that I found over the years um, is simply broken furniture that people mm. are throwing away. Yep. It's literally either a chair that's got a broken leg or a glass coffee table that the glass is broke. But you know what? What can you use and and um, upcycle, which I think is much more of an upcycle term applies to that, but what can you you do with that? I mean, you know, as far as, if you're on the hunt for something, I know in my neighborhood they have um, uh, X amount of times every other month or so where they have the larger pickup for the trash guys. Mm -hmm. And so you'll notice three or four days before that happens that people are putting out their couches and chairs and old entertainment centers. Uh, The old Oak Entertainment Centers that were prevalent Ten years ago, are a dying dinosaur now. Nobody wants them anymore because everything's a flat-screen TV. These gigantic oh, yeah. pieces of oak, you know, it's like a giant bookshelf holds all your equipment, and your gigantic uh, projection, 50-inch, 5,000-pound television. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of material to be had from from old furniture and things like that. So, yeah, it's mostly plywood, but
2: it's good plywood. Well, a yeah. lot of the oak stuff isn't. It's it's straight well, up. Oak, usually oak the uprights wood. are plywood and then the crosses are wood, right? Or you well, know, not you know. out here that I've seen. It, it's just been yeah. all
0: oak. But that's we're cool. talking about a piece of furniture that, uh, when new, was probably forty-five hundred bucks. And they yeah. literally oh, yeah. they're so big that they just can't do anything with it. So it's it's out of style. Nobody's mm. gonna, you can't they can't get, give them away on Craigslist. But mm. now they're starting to see them in the free section, and guys like me are going, oh, that's a lot of oak. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of good solid wood. Well, wow. I made uh,
1: probably eight or nine whiskey boxes out of uh, this bed that I found in my neighbor's trash. So there really is stuff to be found if you're looking. But I haven't found any solid oak anything. I only find particle board stuff. So I'm like, uh, and it's raining every time I see it. So I'm like,
2: eh, okay. maybe you're I'll a, pass on that. you in the wrong neighborhood, my friend. <laughs> I think well, I, I, I do.
0: I I told somebody this the other day in where I live in the Bay Area, I have uh, a half a dozen Home Depots, Sears, Lowe's, within forty five minutes of any direction I can leave my house from because I live in a very populated area. It's just city after city after city after city after city to where I noticed when I was in the Midwest it's like you go you have a town and then you drive for some long periods of time and then you come up to another town to where you are literally you can't get out of a city for a couple of hours in the Bay Area, you're just always in some populated area, so I have that advantage. Mm. Uh, as far as like, like I said, you know, on the hunt for me is literally anywhere I go. I can, if I just pay attention, look on the side of the road, look for garage sales, look for um, stores that are closing down. You know, it's kind of it's easier for me, I guess, in a, in a way.
2: Yeah, well, that that sort of ties into to like when we were talking about. Um of the when is green not green, and you know if your hunt involves you driving 50 miles looking for five dollars worth of wood, it's you know, and uh, yeah, that's that's a problem. So if you live in a place like if you live in the Midwest where I, and I drove across the country, you know, I yeah, you can actually drive for an hour before you get to another town. It makes it that much harder to pick. But I think you you're picking in a different way there. You just you have to find a find a place where you know there's stuff. You know, More
0: yeah, yeah, I was going to ask, and that's what I was going to ask you guys is, um, well, Phil, I have no idea what it's like where you live, other than I know it's extremely cold. And there's moose. (laughs) And there's moose. Um, Well, you
1: know, between our igloos, uh, (laughs) polar bears, Yeah. uh, but there's sometimes we keep some wood in between our igloo complexes, yeah.
0: Well, And and that's kind of what my question would be, is like, when you live in a more um, sparsely populated area, because, like, I can look for old furniture, I can look for metal, I can look for a chrome thing, you know what I'm saying? What would you be looking for? I mean... Because in my mind here, I'm thinking, you know, like, oh, Tim's driving along some old country road, and there's a dilapidated barn, and he contacts the owner and says, hey,
2: can I have that wood, and I'll tear it down for free. Hmm. Well, I live in a, yes, a fairly populated part of Connecticut. Uh, you know, I'm in the suburbs, and uh, I mean, my where my shop is is in the middle of, the city of a city, of a small city, but it looks very rural. It's just this weird little pocket. But when I drive out of there, I'm driving through past apartment buildings and houses, so I have the same kind of setup as you. Okay. Um, and it's, my shop and my home are about four or five miles apart, so it's like a ten-minute ride, all back roads, and every once in a while, to will see something. They're not necessarily the best neighborhood sometimes, but, but there's always stuff out if I, if I want it. There's some industrial parts. Sometimes I'll go the long way around if I'm looking for stuff. You know, that, and that is a part of the hunt for me, too. Sometimes I have, like, a customer that I'm courting or, a, like, a job I know I have upcoming, and I'm looking for something specific. It's like, well, what part of town might I find that in? <laughs> you know, I'll go that way to work today. Hmm. Uh, you know, like, for instance, like, I was just working on this igloo table, and it was made out of a reclaimed igloo. So, <laughs> 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 Phil is. Oh, that was your yellow truck that passed by my
1: house. That's so funny.
2: <laughs> that was my. That was my segue. Apparently, I'm not as good as. Small world. As, uh, small
1: world. <laughs> I. Uh, I also live in the suburbs. I mean, whatever. But uh, it's not a. It's not a small rural or anything. It's a. I'm ten minutes outside of like Montreal proper, like downtown Montreal, and it's pretty. Fairly large city. I'd probably say it's about the size of Boston or Philadelphia. Same same population base. Yeah, I've been there. And we're the suburb I'm in is maybe a hundred thousand people who live in it. So it's it's a good size.
2: Mm. I'd like
0: to hear from anybody that's out there, uh, any of our listeners, if some other experience than obviously the three of us have. It'd be kind of neat to hear what you you have found and what what are some of the things that you you do for. Um, going out and hunting stuff down yeah. and I was gonna say while you were you know driving around and looking for stuff too you can also inventory without actually taking it because I'll do that quite often where I know there's certain areas that have either pallets or stuff and I'll just know where they're at if I don't absolutely have to have it instead of actually because again you run into a space problem but you know I know hey I might be wanting to do one of these one time oh man there's some old Chain link fence over there, and I spend there for a while. I know it's probably going to still be there. If I need it, I know where to go. So you can actually inventory things and in, without having to bring them home, as long as you don't, you know, understand that they might not be there when you do go back. But most often they are.
2: Yeah, there's like there's places like there's really no need to store pallets. You know, I, I have a half dozen sitting in my shop right now because there were just particularly nice looking ones that I grabbed. But it's like if you know where the pallets are, if you have a place that's local, is no need to store them. At least you know. Uh, or, like, then there's, like, the place, like, to get the skidoos and the, um, the, the snowmobiles and stuff. Like, they always come in on these, like, 2x4, like, frames. And so there's always these big piles, and when they, when they get a new shipment of, like, you know, recreational vehicles in, there's always, like, 2 x four. What's a snowmobile? <laughs> it's what Phil drives to work every day.
1: <laughs> I'm going green, by the way. I'm using sled dogs now.
2: Oh, so, yeah. Oh, hey, that's animal cruelty, though, buddy. I don't know.
1: No, they're treated very, very well. All organic. <laughs>
2: You drag the dogs to work, right?
1: <laughs> the dogs drive me, yeah.
2: <laughs> I drive the dogs to work and I feed them.
0: Um. And I, I hear that if you actually pick up what they leave behind, you can turn that into uh, fuel as well. So it's like a win-win for
1: everybody. Yeah, it's just the circle of life, you know? <laughs>
0: uh,
1: no, but they, they give out, like, uh, I have pallets at, at, uh, at work, so if ever I'm looking for pallets, I, it's not... I'm not hunting. It's just, uh, you want this? All right, I'll take it.
0: Yeah, pallets it's, I don't think, uh, it, and, and there's there's actually a lot of people don't know because I've been asked that where should I go to look for pallets. So maybe we should address that because for us it's very simple. We I know I can go find a pallet right now. Within 10 minutes to leave my house, yeah. I can go find a pallet. Behind a grocery store, any grocery store, you go to any industrial area in your city, uh, you can find pallets. Um, like Tim was saying, um, um, Uh, any place that has a – where they deliver, um, like, uh, sporting vehicles, you know, quad runners, things like that, always come in on big pallets. And in a lot of the areas, especially in the city, they can't really store those, so people will come by and get them Harbor Freight, believe it or not. They always have extra pallets, and you can get them from Harbor Freight. uh, I I just
1: want to say real quick two things. One, don't touch the blue pallets. Those are CHEP, and they're part of a rental program. And two, (laughs) wherever you get pallets from – Get permission. Act. Even if yeah, you think yeah. you don't need it, just, just get it. You don't want to get in trouble for a freaking $5
0: pallet, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's a, that's, I, I'm sorry. That was foregone.
2: Yeah, yeah. Definitely that's a good point because there have been places where I've seen pallets where I was like, oh, this is a place I'm totally going to score. And I go up and ask them. and They're like, oh, no, we get a dollar back for all of those, you know, or whatever. Right. I'm like, so if I took 20 pallets, I took 20 bucks, you know. But, um, yeah, you definitely need to ask. Like like a lot of the box stores will not give them to you because they actually try to reuse them and, and, uh, and whatnot. And a lot of times the distributors will have deals with them. There's actually, you know, a couple miles from my house, there's one of these places that recycles pallets. Uh, it's, it's a site. I should get a photo of it and just post it on the, on the internet because you can see it from the highway. You can see, I swear to God, there are 50,000 pallets. Yeah. Stacked up. And I'm not exaggerating. I mean, like 50,000 pallets stacked up around this building and, and then there's this pile of the broken ones that they burn, I don't know what they're, or they put them back together when they can. And It's just a site. Um, and wow. these, these, these people are in business of selling pallets. So they're like, and you know, and those guys, they're combing Craigslist too and looking at the free column like for stacks of pallets because they're making money off them. Uh, if it's, again, if the gas makes sense for them and stuff, because I've been, I've gone and seen, like, some of my haunts, I've seen these professional pallet guys, like, picking them up, so, you know, I almost rather see them get them than me, because I know they're going to continue to get used, but I guess I use them, too.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Craigslist, and that that is, you know, the free section is another good place to find pallets,
2: or else... Um, well, you know, you would, uh, you just mentioned about asking you want to know what other people might have. What I'm particularly curious about is any of our listeners that might live in rural areas, because I know, like, farmers, for instance, uh, save everything, you know, and I'm wondering if you do you have, like, relationships with farms, I, like, even the, the farms around here, because I do live in an area that wasn't always a suburb, so there's still some residuals, you know, like where my shop is, and, and all these guys have piles, just piles and and of course I don't need to go picking with them I don't really have a relationship with them but I wonder if the, if you can and if you do you know if there are people out there like oh I just go to Farmer Bob if I need steel and I go to Farmer Joe if I need wood you know
1: hmm. well I think um, one, one, one place not really a place but we, we talked about it earlier but it's almost creating these little social networks You're sort of putting out the word amongst your friends and family or whatever even I did it one time uh, maybe last year or the year before I just said, hey, I'm looking for a pallet if anyone has one. I had like six private messages by the end of the day, and they're like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, yeah, my idiot husband was supposed to throw one out. It's yours if you want to come pick it up.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was going to say online online social media definitely is a great way to do it because I know all three of us have groups that we belong to, um, so that's another option.
2: You know, uh, yeah, I was looking. I have two satellite dishes, and I'm looking for two more to make a project that I've been dreaming about doing. And, and I so I went, I threw it out on Facebook. I was like, anybody have a satellite dish? And two people got back to me like, well, they're on the roof. If you want to come take them off, you know. I was like, if it's a single story house, I'll do it. <laughs> but then it got cold, so I haven't gone and done it yet. I'm sure. There's yeah, still- now uh, is not the time. Yeah, well, let's really.
0: utilize our podcast. Uh, if anybody has a couple satellite dishes for Tim. We'd like just send them. Don't even ask. Just send. So if he gets a uh, hundred or 150, that would <laughs> be great.
2: Hey, scrap is scrap, man. I can always find. This, I can always. Uh, but no, no, seriously. Like you know, yeah. If there's anybody in the Connecticut area that has one that's not on a roof? I would love it. Um, drop me a line. You know, tim at timsway.net because uh, I don't really. Want to go up on a roof to get one down, and I really want to make this project. I don't want to talk about it because it's so awesome. <laughs> and then the other thing I want to point out while we're talking about the public forum is our friend Jay Rivera on on Facebook, and you could contact us. But he is in this like high volume work where he is um, he's doing high volume work out of like two by fours and two by sixes, and he has these cutoffs that he showed us pictures of the, the amount of waste that he has that he's tried to give away. He's in he's in the Bronx. Um, and he, just, like, he doesn't have an arrangement. He doesn't want to throw this stuff out. He doesn't want to pay to throw it away. He doesn't want to throw it out as, as, because it's just good, valuable wood that people can use. So if anybody out there if that can contact us, you know, com, contact us and um, and let us know. If you're in the Bronx area and, uh, and you would be someone that would want to pick up this wood and use it, we will facilitate that. Like, yeah, you know, It's like some of these cutoffs are like three, four feet long. I mean, it's not like – and it's all brand new stuff. It's like, you know, building quality wood. Wow. Um, if you have a school for instance, you know, or uh, you know or some kind of program like that or you just you know you want to make stuff you're, you're practicing, you're learning, it's all just there. And 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 there's other places too. Like let's let's turn the hunt into like the find. You know, let's let's see mm. if we can facilitate it. Go out there and use social media and use podcasts and use the, the you know the internet and Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff to to make the hunt easier for your friends and to share and and uh, not that I'm you know into that. <laughs> i am you know friends or the sharing yeah. friends and sharing and being <laughs> kind i don't, I don't, Let's I don't to want It with
0: any of those things yeah yeah uh, one, one for you' that's for you guys yeah <laughs> one, one other thing i can think of is a, a source or a place that you can go hunting and you can also probably work in some kind of a, 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 a reciprocating you know to reciprocate is that the right word Do you know a uh, give yeah. and take okay yes uh, like a reciprocating saw picture the yeah. Okay. So a reciprocating back and forth deal is high schools go if they if they still have any high schools or colleges that have a drama department um, where they do set work. Yeah. Things there's a lot of materials that a lot of times they will just get rid of as the the next thing comes around, and a lot of times they're looking for things for props and stuff. So you might have uh, some old junky chairs that you know you weren't going to do anything with anyway, but they it would be look good on their set for you know cats or something. I don't know.
2: Right. And we 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 keep mentioning um, Craigslist, but we should also mention Freecycle.org if you're not familiar with that one. It's a free cycle, like recycle, but F R E E. Freecycle. And um, you, they have them. They're like specific to your area, and you have to sort of be accepted. There's usually like a moderator that will accept you in it, but that's where you can post. Stuff that you have to give away, and where people post stuff that they're looking for. It. Most of what I see in my area are people that are looking for like their, you know, maybe like babies. They have a baby and they need some, you know, baby supplies. Or they have like, well, we have 20 boxes of diapers left that we don't need anymore. A lot of it's like kind of stuff like that. But then there's also people moving with like a lot of boxes. For instance, like shipping boxes. You'll see a lot of the people that want to throw away furniture. or Someone will be looking for stuff. It's a great, great source, and it's all there's no money exchanged, and anybody uh, via Freecycle.org. So it's all give and take.
0: Nice you know, for a lot of us that are uh, doing a lot of craft stuff or that are uh, making and selling and shipping that'd be a way to go as opposed to buying new um, uh, materials.
2: Yeah there's unfortunately it never worked out for me or it hasn't worked out for me yet in my where it made sense but there's been a couple times I wanted to go grab boxes and I have like all these boxes that I, I save everything you know me yeah it's bad I'm half that's half my attic in my shop It's just like packing materials and then the squirrels get into it. <laughs> and then, so this shit, stuff gets thrown all over the place. I go up there, I'm like, there's like packing peanuts all over the place. I'm like, what are
1: these squirrels shipping?
2: I don't know. They I don't boxes. boxes. They, they well, also an kind of Amazon Prime account. I don't know.
0: Uh, well, as long as we're talking about the hunt and you've got a squirrel problem,
2: I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to throw it out there. Keep the conversation going, guys. I, I am. Um, well, there's <laughs> not that it has anything to do with the topic. But there's this hole in the wall of my shop, and and uh, or there was, and the, the squirrels would be up in the attic, and I hear them up there, and I I bang the broom on the ceiling like, "Hey, you kids, knock it off!" I got that whole thing going on with the squirrels, <laughs> <It's> so ridiculous. <laughs> so one day I hear them run around the walls, and I and I look down, and there's this hole. It's like the size of like a like an apple, and I see the squirrel head looking out at me right down like like six inches above the ground over by my where my stove is. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just, and I'm all the way, like, 25 feet across the other shop. I'm like, if he, and it was the winner, so the doors are closed. I was like, if he comes in here, this is going to ruin the rest of my day because I'm going to be chasing this squirrel around <laughs> the shop. So I, I just, I grabbed a, I don't even know what it was. It was like a hammer or a screwdriver or whatever. I just grabbed it and just threw it, like, towards him to get him to go back into the wall, you know, instead of coming out and, uh, and scare him. And it worked, and he went back in the wall, and I nailed a piece of pallet wood <laughs> over over the hole, and it's kept him out since, so. Wow.
1: Wow. That was that is a car- that's a cartoon premise right there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Pacifist hunting. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I was I was waiting for you to say that you were not trying to, but you actually land up nailing them right in the head and <laughs>
2: yeah, you killed a poor squirrel. So then I had to eat them, you know. <laughs> I don't want to wait. Waste
0: waste you know. That's right. <laughs> well you have that you have that stove um, fire breathing stove thing that you can actually cook on in your shop, right? Fire.
2: <laughs> fire-breathing stove.
0: <laughs> yeah. Did you say
2: fire-breathing stove? That's what he said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Just checking. That looks like. That's the official term. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was steam-bending on it, uh, which I thought was pretty cool, a couple weeks ago. Or oh, last that's
0: ago.
1: cool.
2: Yeah, because I have always, I, I keep a pot of water on it to keep the air moist, which, again, loose, has no idea what we're talking about. No. Uh, but um, and so then I was just like, I wanted to bend some just this eighth-inch plywood, and so I just took a piece of square pipe and stuck it in the water, and it like into the pot that's there, and I ladled it into the pipe to fill it up. And then if you picked it up, it would all go out, you know. Right. Just yeah. Pluck the wood and just put a top on it, and it totally worked. It was it was awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, was that the
1: post that you put on Instagram that said uh, straight enough?
2: No, no, I was. <laughs> but I was thinking about. It. This is last week, but then that piece of wood, I was thinking about setting up that steam thing, it seemed like a make that straight again, like flat again, like steam it oh. straight. Or steam straight, I guess would be the term. That'd be hysterical. Yeah. See
0: I, I just take any ply like a small I, I can get up to about a four by four piece of plywood or anything within that realm of dimension and I just sit on it in my hot tub. And <laughs> <laughs> do you really have a hot tub? I do. Do you really and, have a hot tub? I have – no, I do not. I have a a very environmentally friendly hot tub, though, Tim. I'll help you know. Oh, yeah. It's self-contained. The heating is done by the motor itself that circulates the water. It's got coils wrapped around it. It's called a soft tub. You may or may not have heard of it. Um, And that actually generates the heat, so it uses very little electricity. Um, It's kind of like – imagine like an insulated cup with a lid. And you just sit inside of it. There's no seats or nothing. It's like a soft foam cup that's a hot tub. And you just sit in it and, and relax. <laughs> <laughs> how, much, how much are these people paying
1: you? Okay, Lutz? Yeah, right, what kind what? of shill plug is this?
0: <laughs> well, I, to bend wood, I, I, I was thinking maybe I could do that. What kind
1: of wood are you bending in this thing?
0: <laughs>
2: I'm just picturing the loot sitting, sitting there with a glass of champagne in this foam hot.
0: Tub or whatever. <laughs> okay, so, here, here true story. Hold on, hold on. The loot abides, man. <laughs> the loot abides. Last year, last year at work, I literally got electrocuted. Um straight up 700 plus volts coming from the telephone pole to a building. Anyway, um uh, I didn't die. I went to the emergency room, got checked out. It was my boss and I, and the the our boss, the big boss, decides, okay, well, let me take you guys to lunch. You're going to take the rest of the day off after that. So we went to lunch, and we start drinking margaritas. So, I'm feeling pretty good by the time, and of course, when I call Casey, it's from the emergency room going, "Hi, honey, I'm okay. I didn't die, but this happened, so she's freaking out. I had to leave her a message. she calls, and I'm not answering my phone, so she actually calls the airport manager who's buying us lunch, by the way, and he answers the phone, and he's looking at me like, "Are you here? Like, I <laughs> so anyway, um. Get done with that. I get home and I decide, okay, and I'm I can feel it. I'm feeling electrified, right? Just I've got a bunch of good uh, medication that they've given me, and I decided how fun would it be? And I stopped on the way home and I bought a six pack of Shock Top beer. (laughs) And I went and sat in my hot tub, and I'm watching because I had a TV at the time out there, so I got my feet up on the hot tub, (laughs) my shock top beer, the TV sitting right next to it, so it's like toasting the fact that I didn't get dead from electrocution. Don't know why that story came out.
1: No, listen, that is a hell of a story, and that's definitely making the cut, so… (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well
0: done. That that picture is on Facebook somewhere, by the way, of uh, you'll see my feet oh, shock cop beer with a TV, me sitting in the hot tub. So talk about uh, 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 talk about the the hunt, huh? I don't know what that has to do with anything.
1: So. No, it doesn't. But before we move on to what we're watching, I just wanted to uh, give a shout out and say thank you to John Barard of Makercast for having me um, on this week's episode, was it this week or last week? I guess it was last week's episode that came out. Um, yes. I had a blast, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of fun. And uh, never mind my episode; everybody should just check out MakerCast anyway. John does a phenomenal job of making people feel open and welcome and invited to to share their stories with him, and it was uh, it was a great experience.
0: It was it was a phenomenal um, interview, Phil. Seriously, I mean, like you said, John has a an ability and a gift for getting people to. Open up. I mean, it literally makes me feel like I'm sitting in the room with you guys, and just and you guys are kind of talking, and I'm getting to know both of you, um, which we get to do every week on our podcast anyway. But it was a great interview. So yeah, everybody, check out MakerCast, and uh, definitely check out Phil's interview. It was really good stuff, and he hardly yelled at me at all. Or Barely. It. Barely. Barely. It was like minimal. Minimal, yeah.
1: I was good about it, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what are we watching, Bill? What are you watching this week?
0: Uh, you know who I'm watching is a, a friend of mine, and and I have been watching this guy's channel for quite some time. And he, he's not like a huge giant YouTuber, um, but he's got quite a few videos, and he definitely needs more subscribers. And his name is Rich McNatt, and I remember uh, not too long ago uh, after doing a um, maritime maker show. And I was just, this is like when I first started doing it last year, so probably seven months ago. And I'm doing the hangout afterwards, and we're all having fun, and we're talking to get to know each other. And I might have had a few libations by this time. Ooh, good and morning. And all of a sudden... We're on the hot uh, tub, yeah. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and after making I really don't drink that often, which is what's funny. But anyway,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, so I'm feeling no pain, and here comes Rich McNatt. And I was just like starstruck. Here's this guy that I've been watching... I don't care how many subscribers you got. If I've been watching you and you come across to me as, a, as somebody who's very creative, and that to me is amazing. And I can't believe that somebody like that would take the time out to talk to any of us, let alone me. And uh, so that was fun getting to know Rich. So the first time I actually met him, I ended up passing out in my chair in the garage, in the you know out in the garage. And my wife, of course, who goes into the room because I went out to get a beer and never came back. So my Casey comes into the computer room, picks up the headphones says, hi, guys. Yeah, I think he's out there. And they talked her into taking a picture of me pass out. I'm supposed to get on Facebook. So not only the shock top picture, but there's also a picture of me passed out in my recliner. I saw Oh, that. my uh,
1: God. You lush. <laughs> lush. <laughs> yeah.
0: So obviously I have a problem, and I may not be here next week because I'm going to rehab. So
1: Listen, we have a strict no-alcoholic policy here, so <laughs> – you better straighten up and fly right.
0: Tim <laughs> shooting a drink through his nose right now laughing. So much.
1: Well, it only applies to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, but okay. anyway, you guys, uh, Rich McNatt, he's, he's, uh, the guy's been supporting himself and his family by doing woodwork and cabinetry and artistic stuff. He's an amazing, amazing woodworker, and check him out. Uh, well worth your while.
1: Awesome. Cool. I will. Um, I am watching a friend of ours. His name is Ben Brandt, and he just did this video on. Uh, he took apart like this uh, LED flashlight, and he completely disassembled the circuit board. And he, with it, he turned it into like this, uh, like a light box uh, sign, and he made it look so easy. And I'm definitely going to do this because it's awesome. And he gave me the great idea that you could sandwich. Uh, between two layers of plexi, a piece of paper with something printed on it, and it looks like it's been printed onto the onto the glass. And I was like, "Wow, this is mind blowing!" Like, it's weird. The small little tips that somebody throws out there, thinking that they're nothing, but to someone else, they're like mind blowing. Like, "Wow, oh, I could do this with that, and this, and this, and this." You make all these connections, and it's uh, and it's phenomenal. So uh, that really got me excited about that project, and uh, and I think you guys should check it out because he's got other great videos as well, and he's. Really, really well-spoken, super clear, great videos. Ben Brandt.
0: I, I definitely want to I check that subscribed. out. Because, yeah. 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 you know me, I get, I get excited when somebody uses two Popsicle sticks and some glue.
1: Well, this is a little more exciting than that, so you may want to sit down when you're watching it.
0: And I'm not getting any younger. I may have to.
2: <laughs> put, the, put the beer down. Sit down in your hot tub. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Tim, were are you watching?
2: I'm watching Bill Lutes sit in the hot tub.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really wish we were watching that,
2: actually. I know that sounds strange. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention, uh, if we haven't mentioned Constructicon or Constructicon, we like Constructicon better because yeah, it sounds like a transformer. Yeah. Uh, Constructicon. If we haven't mentioned it before, it's uh, it's a shame because we should have, and if we now we are. Um, and, and the reason I, I chose to mention uh, Constructicon. Construct Icon this week is because he like myself just put up a video about uh, working with HDPE this week and his is way better than mine. He made um, he made a, a, first he made a cutting board which he basically cause he just made a, like a perfectly flat square block uh, and he made it like a little bit more like refined like he really cut the plastic up nice and then and uh, it just came out looking great. Uh, and then he went. He took that that block. Like I made mine sort of like chunks, and he made his more thinner. He took that. and He made a couple like push sticks uh, for his table saw out of it. And um, and they're just beautiful. Like I really like the way he mixed the colors in and stuff. It looks great. Um, another more ideas, you know, because I just put up this like basically three videos in a row about things to do with this plastic. And uh, and so then, then he just it's just like I feel like it's a continuation or a part of my series. That there's two more. Things you can do with this plastic, and uh, and seeing another guy do it, there's a million great videos about it, and uh, this is this is one of them. It's it's fresh and new, and check it out. He, he's definitely one of my favorite makers, and I think I've mm-hmm. been
0: subscribed to him uh, since really close from the, his beginning, and I know he actually subscribed to me alongside you, Tim, uh, when I first got started. And uh, I talk about an artistic, creative genius, this young man. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of videos, but everybody should subscribe to him and watch every single one of his videos because they're that good.
2: They really did you are. see that? Did you see that camouflage birdhouse? Yeah, yeah, that right. Was so cool. Up the tree. Yeah, you couldn't even see the thing, and then and then you switch your angle and you see it's so awesome.
0: He does stuff with um. I forgot what the wood is. It black locust. That's the glow in the dark wood. It's naturally uh, fluorescent. I guess you would call it. Anyway, some, yeah, phosphorus Some of the videos he's he makes. Um, he made a, a hair pick with one and something else uh, in another video. But this wood is actually, I think it's black locust, if I remember him talking in the video. But it's naturally. You put a black light on it and it glows. Just oh, awesome. and it's just natural. It's part of the wood what it does. So. I didn't, I didn't I see it on it. Yeah. 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 A, any of his videos, uh, he's got. I don't know, maybe a dozen or so. Just watch them all. The guy's amazing.
1: Will do. All right, our channels. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. Okay, um, on Instagram and Periscope and Twitter and pretty much anywhere, I am at Phil Pinsky. Tim is Tim Sway One. Will Bill is William underscore
2: Lutz. Well, I'm uh, I'm Tim Sway everywhere except Instagram. I'm Tim Sway One. Yes, yeah, you are just you're, you're Tim Sway. I was late to that. I was late to that party.
1: Oh.
2: It's so all all another Tim point. Sway. Well, no, it's, it, there's guys that put up Tim's Way, which is like that play that, in the series I'm doing. So it's, 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 I've had that happen a few times. And then actually, uh, I think that timsway.com is actually available now. There was some place in England called Tim Sway that had that URL. And I think it's available, and they, but someone's parked on it, so I'm not paying for that. <laughs> just Google Sway and you come up a lot. Just just Sway.
0: And I'm not kidding. You actually come up a lot. So. Just Sway? Yeah.
2: No You're way. than the guy from MTV?
0: Uh-huh. Oh, no,
2: that's that's me. That's
1: you. Yeah, you look yeah, a little lighter complexion than that guy. Actually,
2: I'm the, I'm the rapper from MTV that goes by the name. Right. Of... Right. I also I also make stuff in my garage. <laughs> right.
1: Contact us for show topics uh, either by email info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com or hit us up on Twitter with questions, comments, show suggestions, that kind of thing at reclaimed audio. Um, leave us a review, a five star review on iTunes. That would really really help in getting us out there, and Patreon, patreon.com slash reclaimedaudio. We'd really appreciate your support. It goes a long way in helping us to you know, keep this going. Gentlemen, have yourselves a great week. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, you too.